0: welcome once again to the show today we continue with part two of mr peter vackert's story if you have not listened to the first part of the story please do so so at this point of the story mr peter is saved he was an alcoholic teenager god saved him by this point in the story he seems to be sliding back to his own life listen now to what happens next
1: it wasn't long and The devil, once again, began to attempt me with those same sins that had enslaved me before. Mm. And I began to smoke again, began to drink, Mm. and it wasn't long and I was an alcoholic once again. I was in university Mm. in my master's degree Mm. with psychology and I began to realize that's not really the answer. Mm. Because back in those days, the 1970s, Christian psychology was really secular psychology, the philosophy of the world, Mm. with a couple of Bible verses sprinkled on the top. Mm. At its core, it was not Christian. It wasn't biblical counseling. Mm. And I knew that was not the answer. Mm. So I quit the master's program. I walked away from school. I started up a painting contracting business, which I actually had a small business all the way through university to uh, get my school fees and uh, you know, provide for my family. And uh, no, I, I walked away from that. Well, my life began to be a downward spiral. Walking away from God, I was too stubborn, too prideful. And after about 19 20 years of that Mm. and my alcoholism getting worse and worse i came home one day after playing golf Mm. with some non-christian friends who also drank a lot Mm. golf was just an excuse to drink Mm. i came home into the driveway. I was driving drunk and I crashed into the garbage cans at the end of the driveway and mm. came into the house. And my wife says, you're late, you're late. We're supposed to go bowling. We mm. were part of a bowling league. Mm. And so off we went and that was also an excuse to drink. We drank more. We came home from that and, and we began to argue at home. Mm. We argued a lot in those days. and. She finally, she said to me, uh, stop, I, I can't take it anymore. I can't live like this. Mm. You're, you're tearing me apart. You're, mm. you're tearing the family apart. Mm. I want a divorce. Oh, that was my reaction. Mm. Oh, and I stumbled for words to say, I, uh, well, uh, 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 mm. I don't think that's biblical. Mm like I even really knew anything biblical anymore. I I didn't even know where my Bible was. I had one, I owned one, but I think it was gathering dust somewhere. I said, no, no, we're not going to get divorced. Mm. I walked over to the closet in my bedroom and I took out my hunting rifle. And I threatened Betty's life. Mm. How low? I had gone, Mm. how far my sin and and pridefulness and rebellion Mm. had taken me. I didn't follow through with my threat. Betty ran from the house with the children and the family dog. And Mm. I sat down on the edge of the bed. I placed the barrel of that gun into my mouth and they tried to pull the trigger but it was odd that the trigger wouldn't move so i looked down at the gun to check the safety the safety was not on it should have fired it 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 wouldn't the trigger wouldn't move so i stood up from the bed and i aimed the the gun at the floor and it went it went off perfectly There was no malfunction in the gun. The safety was not on. I sat down again uh, on the bed and this time put the the smoking barrel of the, the gun in my mouth and tried to pull the trigger again. It would not move. The trigger would not move. Well, a lot of things followed after that. I came to realize sometime later that that night there was a spiritual battle going on Mm. for my physical life be assured when the bible says the devil goes about as a roaring lion Mm. seeking whom he may devour Mm. that is very very true Mm. the devil had me because of my own pride and Mm. sinfulness had me to the point of getting me off the face of this earth, Mm. the point of death. But I believe that night God said, not so fast. Mm. I have a plan for this one. And he prevented me from taking my life that Mm. night. Mm. Well, as you can imagine, uh, a lot after that, difficulty in marriage, counseling, uh, Bible, getting it back into the Bible. And what what helped us was getting back into the scriptures. Mm. The God, God began to clean our minds once again from all of this, uh, what I call stinking thinking, mm. <laughs> mm. and uh, began to clean us up and prepare us. And then once again, there was that still small voice. Mm. Won't you do it my way, my son? Mm. I want you to be a missionary. Mm -hmm. So I finally yielded myself to that. It it was a day in August, and we're speaking now today in in August. It was August of 1994. And I was on my hands and knees painting uh, the the wainscoting, the the baseboard at the bottom of a wall in Mm -hmm. an apartment I was redecorating. And I sensed the Lord speak to my heart, while you're on your knees, Mm. you and I need to do business. And I said to the Lord that day, I said, Lord, I belong to you. You purchased me with your shed blood on Calvary's cross. Mm. Today, I give myself to you. Mm. I yield myself, I present myself, I offer myself to you as a living sacrifice take me and use me however you want, Mm. wherever, whenever, however, why ever, whatever, Mm. no strings attached. Mm. And I knew it was finally at that point, Mm. aged 40 years, that God could finally use me. Mm. I yielded myself to him. Well, life after that was very, Mm. uh, very hectic, a a whirlwind. Uh, The Lord directed us to come up to uh, Scroon Lake, New York. We were living in Florida Mm. and that's a long ways away, about 1300 miles Mm. and attend Word of Life Bible
0: Institute. Mm. Before you get to the Word of Life Bible Institute part, let let me just go back. I know we didn't talk about this, but if someone is listening to this podcast right now and they're thinking of taking their life what would be your advice to them uh, in relation to god having a plan for their life despite what they may be going through because sometimes you sit back and you think life's challenges do not seem to be um i mean life does not seem to be on my side based on the challenges that are happening right now and the people come to a conclusion that They should take the what would be your advice to them if someone is listening to the broadcast right now. What would be your advice right now to them if it were your last advice to them? What would it be? I'll begin by saying three words. Mm. There is hope. Mm.
1: In my situation, I I brought it upon my myself. My depression was my own making because Mm. of the sin in my life. Mm. And you begin to experience two things. The devil on one hand wants to condemn you. Mm. Uh, There were things in my life that the devil was trying to tell me in my mind, you call yourself a Christian, Mm. and you do this? You're worthless. You're just taking up space Mm. on this planet. Mm. You don't even deserve to live. You're no good. Mm. He wants to condemn us Mm. and destroy us. The other hand, God our loving God is there convicting of us mm. us of our sin not condemning mm. but convicting with the intention of bringing us back and bringing us to repentance
0: ladies and gentlemen there's more to mr. Peter Wackack story what part of his story encourages you most so far share with us in the comments below like I said there is more coming up next week. I'll ask you to pray for God to bring us more friends to support the ministry of Word of Life in Rwanda. I'm currently meeting people and just sharing the vision of what God can do, considering all that He has done. Just pray that these meetings will be fruitful. If you'd like to support the ministry of Word of Life in Rwanda, send me a note to my email, devytubidye at That is devytubidye at wol.org. Hope to see you next week. Bye-bye.